welcome to Wellness Your Way. I'm your host, Megan Lyons, and I've helped thousands of people find their own way to wellness. Wellness Your Way is an extension of that work, aimed to help you find your unique path to feeling your very best. Each week, we'll go through tactical strategies you can use to improve your health, happiness, and quality of life. So grab a mug of tea or lace up your walking shoes. We're about to dive in. Well, hello there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Your Way. I am so glad you're here with me today. You might have noticed that for the past 25 episodes or so, I've been alternating with solo episodes and interviews, but right now I'm tossing in a few solo episodes back to back. I hope you'll enjoy the one-on-one time that you and I have to chat together, but don't worry if you love the interviews. I have many amazing guests lined up for the future, and we will be right back at it in a few weeks starting with a repeat guest that has been hotly demanded by you all. That won't be next week, but in a couple weeks, so get ready for that. In the meantime, I have a great show for you today. I will start talking about a way to combat antibiotic resistance with our food choices. I'll give you another snack I've been loving lately and then dive into what to eat and what not to eat when you have an upset stomach. The brat diet can take a back seat as I introduce you to the burp diet today. Let's dive in. In health news you can use today, I was very excited to see this recent study because when I was younger, I took a lot of antibiotics. We didn't know any better, honestly. At the slightest inkling of a little tickle in my throat or a fever or a cough or a sniffle, we thought throwing an antibiotic at it was the right course of action. And because of that, because I've taken so many, and because of our over-sanitization processes these days where our produce is chlorine-washed and we're using hand sanitizer dozens of times per day, I do worry about antibiotic resistance. I think antibiotics are life-saving drugs, and if I ever have an incidence where I need to use them, I want to be able to use them. But most of the research today shows that we're heading down a really slippery slope when it comes to antibiotic resistance, and so today's study about something we can do in our diets to combat that really made my ears perk up. It was a study in MBio, which is a journal of the American Society for Microbiology, done in May 2022. It studied just 290 adults, which is not huge. And even the authors suggest that more research needs to be done. But what they found so far was a significant link between the intake of soluble fiber and the degree of antibiotic resistance in the gut. So those people who ate more soluble fiber had better outcomes in terms of like they had less antibiotic resistance in their gut, which is good. So antibiotics will work on them better in the future. So soluble fiber, what is that? It's found in, of course, my favorite food group, vegetables, especially carrots, artichokes, broccoli, winter squash. Many fruits like berries are rich in soluble fiber. Chia seeds, nuts, other seeds, beans, peas, oats, all of these are great in soluble fiber. 
This is a kind of fiber that when mixed with water gets kind of gelatinous. Um, Of course, if you just mix carrots in water, it doesn't do that. But if you mash up carrots, it would do that. Or certainly if you mix up chia seeds with water, they will get gelatinous and they do that in your digestive tract as well. And in doing so, they become food for a lot of the healthy bacteria in your gut, which can alter the balance so that those antibiotic-resistant bacteria don't stand as much of a chance, which is good. We don't want those guys in there. So soluble fiber is a great thing to protect your um, or to reduce your level of antibiotic resistance. There were two other interesting notes here. The researchers did find a benefit in those who ate a larger variety of foods. So even if you like carrots, and I said that was one of the great ones to eat, try to get a lot of different veggies on your plate as often as you can because variety did help in this study. And then also, the researchers intended to show a link between animal protein consumption and antibiotic resistance, and they couldn't find any association, which kind of confirms what I keep saying over and over. The protein is fine. It's the abundance of protein without vegetables that causes the problem. So don't feel bad about your protein intake. Don't feel bad about any food you eat because food should not equal guilt. Uh, but certainly, at least in, in in this context and many others, don't feel like, oh, well, I hate vegetables, but I ate meat, so that's probably going to make me antibiotic resistant. That is a good reason, although this study doesn't cover that, but I'll just put it aside. That's a good reason to reduce consumption of meat that has been treated with antibiotics, so getting organic grass-fed when you can, when that's accessible to you. But I'm straying too far away from the point. The point of the study was no link between antibiotic resistance and protein consumption. It really was the vegetables and the soluble fiber here. So load up on those um, and then whatever else is on your plate, as long as it makes you feel great, you're doing great. In Megan Recommends today, I am bringing back an old favorite. You see, I found Dang, D-A-N-G, coconut chips years ago. I am thinking, to the best of my recollection, it was probably seven or eight years ago that I first stumbled across these Dang coconut chips. And even then, I realized that the ones in the blue bag, which are the toasted variety that are unsweetened, that those were the best because Dang has a lot of varieties of coconut chips and a lot of them do have added sugar. But I'm really going for the blue bag, which I'll link in the show notes, which is just coconut and sea salt. Those are the only ingredients, no preservatives, no sugar, no junky stuff. This is incredible healthy fat to really fill you up. And it has a hint of natural sweetness. They're crunchy. They're munchy. They're a wonderful snack. I, like I said, found them many, many years ago and then kind of forgot about them. And then I listened to an NPR episode, a podcast episode, probably how I built this with the founders of Dang recently, a couple months ago. And since then, I've been buying more and more bags of these coconut chips because they are so tasty and I feel great about eating them as a snack. They will keep your blood sugar stable. Like I said, they'll 
they'll fill you up more than they look. They look like just little shreds of coconut. They are little shreds of coconut, but the healthy fat in there does fill them up, fill you up. I honestly like just popping a little handful, um, getting a little crunch. If I know I don't really want a snack that will fill like feel heavy in my stomach, but I do need to stay satiated for an hour or two or something like that, I'll I'll use them. But I will also sometimes sprinkle them if I make my protein milkshake at night, I'll put them on there. Or if I make a yogurt dish or um, even a salad, if you want like a slight hint of sweetness on a salad without extra sugar, that's a great way to get a little bit of sweetness and a little bit of healthy fat. So they're really versatile. Um, Again, I will link them in the show notes. If you are looking to limit your added sugar, make sure you get that blue bag without the added sugar, and I hope you enjoy. All right, my friends, it's time for the veggies of the matter. And let me be honest, I really hope you don't have to use this content ever, or at least not for a long while, because today... We're talking about what to eat when you have an upset stomach. We all know that feeling when the only thing that sounds tempting is saltines, and you kind of know that it's not the healthiest option, but it's really hard to think about eating a giant salad or something like that. And if you're my generation or older, you've probably been taught to eat the brat diet when you have an upset stomach. This is bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast. But that's not super nutrient dense. There's nothing wrong with that if you need to eat that for a few days. But if you just kind of look at that, it's what I call a bunch of beige foods. Beige foods are not very nutrient dense. We know the things that are deeper in color and different textures and things like that are very nutrient dense for us. And bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast, they're just not that nutrient dense. So given that, what do you do? Do you eat the brat diet because it works even though it's not nutrient dense? Or do you just try to like, you know, stomach a a stir fry or something even though it doesn't sound good? I have an interim solution for you and it's called the burp diet, B-E-R-P. Now, before we get into what B-E-R-P stands for, Let's talk about what's going on when we have an upset stomach. Of course, there are lots of different causes. You might be recovering from food poisoning or hormonal shifts are just causing a little nausea or you have a small virus or a bug or something like that. And all of these mechanisms are, of course, unique. But regardless of what we're dealing with, when we have an upset stomach, our digestive capacity is reduced and we likely have more inflammation going on as well. And so because of that, we don't want to put high demands on the digestive system by asking it to break down really complex, hard to digest foods like foods rich in fiber, which I just talked about, or heavier, fattier foods, things like that. And the reason the brat diet became popular is that these foods are easy to digest. They're lower in fat and fiber. And like I said, they're lower in nutrients, which can deplete your energy further. Um, But at least what they have going for them is that they're lower in fiber and fat. Both fiber and fat are very healthy, by the way. In fact, two things that I encourage myself to eat more of all the time, except when I have an upset stomach. So this burp diet that we're going to talk about is just for that upset stomach, although these foods are remarkably healthy anytime, but I I certainly would want you to have a little bit of fiber, a little bit or a lot of fiber, 
a little bit or a lot of healthy fat in your diet on a daily basis and, and not limit it when you're not sick. Okay, so let's dive into it. When you're sick, here are a few foods that will nourish your body and help it recover and not overstrain your digestive system. Like I said, it's the BERP diet, B-E-R-P, and B stands for bone broth. Bone broth is one of the easiest to digest proteins available, and you'll notice in the BRAT diet, there's really no protein in there. I mean, even, you know, rice and bananas have a teeny bit of protein, but the vast majority of it is carbohydrates, very little protein. Bone broth is a super easy to digest, great source of protein. It has tons of helpful amino acids for when your stomach is upset. Glutamine strengthens our immune cells, helps repairs the gut lining. Glycine helps stimulate digestive secretions, and it actually helps relax your muscles of your digestive system, which can tend to like seize up and, and spasm a little bit when you have an upset stomach. So lots of great amino acids. Um, and it has anti-inflammatory properties as well. So definitely prioritize bone broth when you have an upset stomach. E is for electrolytes. Now, if your variety of stomach upset comes with diarrhea or vomiting, this is for sure for you. But even if not, you will still want to prioritize replenishing your electrolytes. These are depleted quickly with an abnormal loss of fluid like diarrhea or vomiting, but they can also be depleted just as we're fighting off anything. And this is probably a reason why bananas made the brat diet because they are one of the foods highest in potassium. Um, But an electrolyte supplement like Ultima Replenisher, which is my favorite, that has tons of potassium and the other electrolytes to balance it out. Plus, you mix the powder into water, which makes your water taste great and makes you get more water down, which is so important when you're sick. So I would prioritize, I do prioritize Ultima or another electrolyte replenisher that you like without added sugar and without uh, artificial colors, junky ingredients, things like that. I'll link to Ultima in the show notes, like I said, and I'll also link to a post that I wrote on the power of electrolytes and what they are. But E in burp is for electrolytes. R is for rice. Yep, I stole it from the brat diet. And I usually don't recommend loading up on white rice because it is relatively low nutrient uh, density and it's relatively likely to raise your blood sugar. But it is an easy to digest, low fiber, which again is only good in the case of stomach upset. It's a great low fiber option that is comforting to many. So I say go ahead and include it. Incidentally, white rice has less fiber than brown rice, which is why I'm recommending white rice for the burp diet. But if you are a rice lover, if rice is like one of your favorite foods or you love it, and you're agonizing because you don't like brown rice and you do like white rice, there are just as many people who say white rice is the healthier option because it has less potential for arsenic and all it's more digestible, all this kind of stuff. Um, brown rice is higher in iron, fiber, et cetera. So I could argue either way, but my point here is just don't stress too much about white rice or brown rice on a daily basis. When you do have a stomach upset though, choose the white rice because it's lower fiber. And then finally, B-E-R, bone broth, electrolytes, rice, P is for pumpkin. 
Now, when we got my first dog, Maverick, in 2016, he had uh, stomach issues. Basically, he had diarrhea constantly. And canned pumpkin was a major contributor to uh, returning him to some normalcy, if you know what I mean. We would just give him plain canned pumpkin, not the pumpkin pie filling. This applies for dogs and for you. We don't want all that added sugar, but plain canned pumpkin, it has a great blend of antioxidants. It has alkaline minerals. It nourishes your digestive tract, and it doesn't tax your system. The fiber is in the right format and, and not too much, not too little. So it's helpful to get you back to normalcy. Um, I honestly just eat it with a spoon. I love canned pumpkin and then I'll sprinkle a little cinnamon and sea salt on it. I love that. Sometimes if I want some healthy fat, I will put some, um, peanut butter in there or almond butter or whatever, but canned pumpkin, just plain with cinnamon and sea salt. I love it. If you don't love that, you can stir it into anything like yogurt now, if you do have an upset stomach, I'll probably recommend a coconut yogurt or another dairy-free yogurt. You can stir it into oatmeal. I mix it in smoothies, which is amazing. Any way you can get in canned pumpkin will be wonderful. So that's the burp diet. A couple other things, though, that are helpful to eat with an upset stomach. Eggs are the first one. And when I originally created the burp diet, eggs were the E instead of electrolytes. But some people have intolerances to eggs, so I've swapped it out. If you do have an egg intolerance, of course, don't eat it when you have an upset stomach. But if you don't, eggs can be a pretty easy to digest complete protein, which is going to be a lot easier for, for you to digest than like a steak or something when you have an upset stomach. So just go light on the seasoning and the hot sauce or whatever you tend to put on your eggs and um, scramble some up and enjoy those as you're easing back into regular food. Ginger and ginger tea is the next one. This has been widely studied as a digestive aid. It helps with everything from nausea and vomiting to diarrhea to stomach pain. So you can just boil fresh ginger root in water to make a tea, or you can purchase a ginger tea. I'll put one that I like in the show notes. Um, there are ginger chews as well, but this these do have a good bit of added sugar. So I would just say enjoy them in moderation, like a few per day when you're sick, no problem. But you don't want to be eating 25 of those per day. They're really tasty. I probably could eat 25 if I wanted to. Um, so eggs, ginger, peppermint oil is next. You can diffuse this and some say that um, it will have soothing properties even then, but I actually like to apply it just topically to my abdomen. And personally, I rub just a few drops right into my skin, but this is not recommended. This can burn your skin if you do too much. So I would definitely recommend use a carrier oil. You could use like coconut oil or even olive oil or something like that. And the bottle of the peppermint oil that you get should um, have the directions for how much carrier oil to use. I will link to a peppermint oil as well in the show notes, although as long as it's organic and 100% um, essential oil, you, I, I would not stress out too much about the brand. Any brand is fine. Uh, two more things to mention here. Probiotic-rich foods. As soon as you've turned the corner, I recommend adding in some probiotic-rich foods. These are going to replenish your gut bacteria, strengthen that friendly army, that we talked about earlier. This can be rough if it's right at the beginning of your 
um, sickness. Although some studies have shown that probiotic rich foods reduce the duration of diarrhea by 24 hours. So even though it sounds a little dicey, if you can still get it in, it might actually help. These are foods like kimchi and sauerkraut, pickles, natto, apple cider vinegar. All of these naturally fermented foods can really help. And then finally, on crackers. If you're sick, do what you have to do. And if that means eating a bunch of saltines, that's fine. But if you know that, quote, normal crackers or saltines can cause you inflammation because you're sensitive to gluten, or if you just don't feel great eating a bunch of refined carbs like that, then I would recommend turning to an almond flour cracker or a nut flour cracker like Simple Mills. I'll link those in the show notes. But any nut-based, coconut-based, um, non-grain cracker is still going to soothe your stomach without um, having that blood sugar roller coaster or with less detrimental of a blood sugar roller coaster. All right, so last thing is a few things not to eat with an upset stomach. Now, I mentioned it before, but anything that requires a lot of digestive capacity, particularly fiber, fat, and then inflammatory foods, these can all inhibit your recovery. So on an upset stomach, you do want to avoid vegetables, especially raw ones. This is the only time I recommend not having vegetables. I can't even believe it's coming out of my mouth. But with an upset stomach, a giant salad or a big pile of raw vegetables, it's just too tough to digest. So stick to really well-cooked vegetables or even better pureed in soups or some or juices even. Or if it's just for a few days, just lay off completely for a little bit until you feel better. Next thing to avoid is meat. So for some people, a little bit of ground meat or deli turkey or something might be just fine. But in general, meat requires a lot of digestive capacity, so it's a good time to reduce our consumption. Same thing with cream sauces. These can give people diarrhea even without a stomach bug, so layering that with a stomach bug often spells disaster, so just stay clear of these heavy, rich sauces. And then finally, alcohol, added sugar, fried food, and other inflammatory foods When you're sick, you're already dealing with a lot of extra inflammation, so it just helps to limit the additional inflammation from food. Do your best to reduce all of these, alcohol, added sugar, fried food, and anything else that you know causes you inflammation until you feel better. All right, friends, like I said, I hope you don't have to use that anytime soon, but if you do, remember the burp diet, bone broth, electrolytes, rice, and pumpkin, and stay well, my friends. Well, hi there, friend. Do you feel pretty good, but not great? Are you trying so many things for your health, but you're just not sure which ones to focus on? Do you sometimes feel overwhelmed with your health and maybe even throw in the towel because nothing really feels like it's working? I've been there. And after getting to the other side for myself, I've helped thousands of people get there too. I promise you there is a better way than trying to research and try all of this on your own. There is a step-by-step system I've proven with over 8,000 hours of one-to-one coaching, and you can do this in a positive way. I call that way the Revitalized Health Accelerator. The podcast, the blog, and all the other information I put out there are the why and the what to do for your health. You can think of Revitalize as the how. I walk you through every single step of revolutionizing your life 
and I'm here to support you and keep you accountable every step of the way. Every single woman who has been through the Revitalized Health Accelerator has raved about it. Women who have been struggling with their health, their body image, their energy levels, weight, bloating, sleep, digestion, emotional eating, so much more for decades, they finally feel amazing. Take it from them. Revitalize is the last health program you will ever need. If you're ready to feel empowered and energized about your health, head on over to www.thelionsshare.org revitalize to learn more about the program. And let's chat to see if you're a good match to be the next reveler. It's time for your call to action. And if you're listening to this on time or when it's first released, then Memorial Day is just around the corner. So I encourage you right now to take a deep breath and think of something truly healthy that you can commit to doing for yourself this Memorial Day weekend. Now, if you're listening to this sometime in the future and Memorial Day is nowhere in sight, you can still do this. Take a deep breath and come up with a commitment that you can uphold in the next week. And when I say commitment, I really mean it. I don't mean, oh, I really hope I get to the gym. I really hope I drink water. It's I commit to doing this. Let me know what your commitment is and know that I am here cheering you along. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and keep up the good work, my friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way with Megan Lyons. I always love connecting with listeners, so be sure to follow me on social media. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss brand new episodes each week. If you love Wellness Your Way, please leave us a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. Stay well, and I'll be back next week. The Wellness Your Way podcast is provided for information only and should not be misconstrued as medical advice. Please consult with your physician or otherwise qualified practitioner on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast or the LionShare website.